This episode is brought to you by the Wedding Planning Blueprint course, the new way to plan your wedding. I've been a professional wedding planner for almost 20 years now, and though nothing can beat the excitement of a wedding day, my favorite moments are sharing the real wedding planning experiences and tips that no one else is talking about. I designed this course to help take you from feeling lost and overwhelmed to educated and in control of your wedding plans. The course includes 24 lessons that are structured to help you first create your wedding planning foundation and then build upon it in an intentional way so that you don't make one of the most common and expensive mistakes, planning your wedding backwards. The newest feature in the course, Wedding Chat GPT, allows you to ask your wedding planning questions and get professional answers 24-7. The answers are pulled from the course content, which makes the responses reliable and actionable. This will be a true game changer, saving you time and money while you plan your big day. To see a full list of what's included in the course, head to planningcollective.com forward slash WPB course. Working with a wedding planner would literally cost you thousands, but now you can have the expert advice and tips for under $150. And while the course is a steal, I do recognize that that's still an investment. Make sure you grab our free download, Expensive Wedding Planning Mistakes, and I can promise that that alone will save you the cost of the course. You can find our free guides at planningcollective.com, and I look forward to helping you plan your wedding. Kate McClellan, pro wedding planner with over 16 years of experience helping more than 400 couples down the aisle. I started Planning Collective to help all couples get through the overwhelm of wedding planning by sharing my actionable tips and tools that I've used over the years working with my clients. We'll focus on getting rid of what I like to call FOWO, the fear of wedding oversight. This is an unfortunate condition that almost every couple will suffer from at some point. Let's get you back to enjoying the planning process. Here we go. Hey guys, Kate here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. For today's episode, I'm going to share with you five things that I bet you haven't considered regarding your wedding cake. Before we get into that though, I want to make sure that you've grabbed our free wedding guides over at planningcollective.com. You can currently find free guides on the most expensive wedding planning mistakes, the first four things every engaged couple should do, the backyard wedding guide, and the pre-wedding worksheets that all couples need. You can grab all of these resources for free and stay tuned for even more free resources coming your way soon. First, if you're gonna have any fresh floral or a topper on your cake, make sure that you have a plan for who is gonna be placing those on the wedding day. In most cases, the florist will be able to provide flowers for you, but they're typically not still on site at the venue when your cake is delivered. Florists will likely be done earlier in the day with their setup, and bakers prefer to drop the cake off later so it's not sitting out for too long. Some bakers will prefer to be the ones to place the flowers on the cake, while others want nothing to do with it. And the same goes with florists, in that some prefer to be the ones to decorate the cake, and others do not want to touch a cake. Instead, they'll just leave a vase of fresh flowers sitting next to the cake for someone else to place. So make sure that you reach out to both your florist and your baker to confirm that you have a plan before the wedding day. If you also have a cake topper or other decor for your cake, make sure that this is part of the conversation as well. Most toppers are pretty easy to place. They just simply set right into the top tier, but every once in a while we'll get a more complicated one that needs a little bit more preparation in advance of the wedding day. 
Wedding cake tip number two. In addition to the topper or flowers, there are a couple of other pieces you're gonna need for the cake cutting moment. And that's a knife and server, as well as a plate, forks, and napkin. If you want, you can purchase a knife and server set, or maybe someone has gifted that to you at one of your showers. If it has been gifted to you during your engagement, the guest is most likely expecting to see that on the wedding day, so make sure that you have that with you. A side note, the same goes for toasting flutes. If you're gifted those, you probably want to make sure that you have them on the wedding day. If you don't have a knife and server set and you really don't feel like purchasing them, ask your venue, caterer, or planner if they have one that you can use. I always have one in Fat Max, our emergency kit, in case we're in a space where we don't have access to a traditional kitchen. In addition to the knife and server, you'll also want to make sure to arrange to have a plate, two forks, and a napkin ready for you on the cake table. This is gonna make it much easier when you're ready to cut the cake to be able to have those things ready to go. The third wedding cake tip for you is regarding the timing for cutting your cake. The two most common times to cut the cake are right when you're announced into the reception, before dinner, or just before the formal dances, after dinner. The answer is gonna be based on a couple of variables, most importantly, how you want your cake to be served to your guests. If you're planning on having cake served as a course, meaning that the wait staff will bring each guest a piece of cake at their seats, then you'll need to cut the cake before dinner so the venue or caterer has time to cut and plate it in the kitchen. However, if you wanna have a small break between dinner and dessert, or you're gonna be serving it on a dessert station where the guests will go and pick their own piece out themselves, you can cut the cake after dinner. This is actually my preferred timing because it gives the cake more time to be displayed, especially if cocktail hour wasn't in the same room where the cake will be. And if the cake has been a really important part of your decor, or maybe just a significant part of your budget, you'll wanna make sure that it's displayed and visible as long as possible. The fourth tip I wanna talk about is how you actually cut the cake. It might sound funny, but many couples get up to the cake and aren't quite sure what to do next. Before we get into how to actually cut the cake, you'll need to discuss with your baker what tier you're supposed to cut. In most cases, it's gonna be the base layer, not the top tier. But if you have any fake styrofoam tiers, or if you wanna cut into a specific flavor, you'll need to clarify with the baker which tier is the best to cut. When it comes to actually cutting the cake, the most important thing to remember is that it's not gonna cut like a typical one-tier birthday cake or a perfect triangle slice of pie, but rather a small, thin, rectangle-shaped piece that you'll have to scoop out. Ask your photographer where they would like to have you positioned at the cake, and then you'll take the knife from the knife and server set to cut a piece several inches wide. Make sure it's not too narrow or it's gonna be really hard to get that piece out. The tiers are often separated with a layer of cardboard, so don't worry if you get any resistance. Just make sure to slide the knife under the board from that tier and try again. Try to also angle the slice if you can, rather than just cutting straight back into the cake. You'll then take the server to scoop out under that piece you just cut and put it onto the plate that you'll have ready to go. Again, it's likely not gonna be a perfect pie shape. It might look a little wonky, but that's okay. Once it's on the plate, you can each take one of the forks and feed each other a little bit. 
It can be a bit awkward for sure, but just make sure that you get enough on the plate for that first bite and you'll be fine. And the fifth and final wedding cake tip is to think about whether or not you want to save the top tier of the cake after the wedding. The tradition is that couples will save the top tier to freeze for your first anniversary. However, I find that most couples don't either have the freezer space to save the whole top tier or aren't really that excited about eating freezer burned cake on their anniversary. Because of this, many bakeries offer an anniversary cake that you can pick up fresh instead of having the frozen version. Or you can save a slice or two to freeze away rather than the entire tier. Ask your baker if they can provide you with a box to pack the cake up in, as most of them will not provide a box unless it's requested. Even if you're not planning on saving any of the cake for your anniversary, there's almost always leftover cake, and who's going to turn that down for breakfast the next day, right? And if you're going to have a significant amount of extra cake, talk to the baker about saving a portion of it if you're going to have a post-wedding brunch the next day. So those are my five wedding cake tips that I bet you haven't thought of yet. If you have another tip to share, head over to the Wedding Planning Collective Facebook group and share it there. And don't forget to grab those free wedding planning guides over at planningcollective.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, please take a quick second to rate and review or share it with other brides that are planning their wedding. It would mean the world to me and help other couples find the wedding planning tips they need. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next episode.